You are listening to Booch News with Ian Griffin, a podcast all about kombucha. So I'm on the phone today with Seth from Laid Bear Kombucha in the northwest of England. Hi, Steph. How are you? I'm really good, thank you. How are you? Great. Thanks for taking the time to talk with us. So what's the story of uh, Laid Bear Kombucha? How did you first decide to start a commercial company? Sure. Um, we, I think I'd like to think that maybe a lot of brands start the same sort of way by just um, drinking kombucha in their own, in their personal lives. So having it, um, either buying it or even better to start actually brewing it at home just for themselves or for, for friends and family. And that's, that's how we started. So um, sort of in 2018, uh, I was shown how to brew kombucha at home and uh, I've got um, quite a big interest in, in food and, and plant-based food especially and sort of a bit of background in, in that. So it, it kind of, it just sort of rung a bell with me that it would be something that I was, you know, going to be interested in. Um, and we started brewing at home and had, had great success and uh, me and my partner felt that uh, our kombucha tasted, you know, as good if not, if not better home brewed than some of the larger sort of large scale brands that we were we were buying and purchasing at the time and uh, in our naivety thought that we could do it <laughs> just like that and be able to, to go to go bigger and uh, uh, in 2018 towards the end of the year we started putting pen to paper and kind of figuring out the the logistics of how and the, the how really of, of, of how we could do it and and at that time, um, the kind of information that you could find regarding commercial brewing for kombucha, there, there's not a lot of information out there. And uh, it was a, a very long process of of trying to piece together the knowledge that we were gaining, uh, information we were reading, to kind of see how how we could make it possible. And uh, through about six months of sort of trial and error with brewing at home, um, going a little bit bigger at home as well, rather than just sort of doing sort of more common, you know, five, maybe ten litres at home, we started brewing a little bit more. And we became aware of a, of a company called Good Culture, who were doing a commercial brewing workshop in Barcelona in early 2019. Um, so we thought we'd take the plunge and, and go on that. Uh, which was just like a long weekend of uh, sort of a, a group of, of um, different kombucha brewers from all over the world sort of came together and talked about how they scaled up. And it was really good at solidifying the research that we'd already done because we were on the right lines, but it also opened our eyes to the, yeah, the actual realisation of, of, of moving forward and, and making it possible. So we came away from that in early 2019 and, and started looking for a space that we could use for a microbrewery, and, and that's how we got going. So we took the equipment that we needed, and it's just a growing project of, of adding and, and improving those systems, and, and, and that's how we've got the product that we have now. Yeah, that sounds... Well, tell me a little more about that workshop. What, what was the company name again? I missed that. Um, ran it's good, uh, good Culture. Okay, and and that was like a weekend where you were, it was like a classroom, uh, hands-on kind of thing? 
Yeah, it was. Um, it wasn't hands on, but they hosted it in. Um, I actually can't remember the name of the kombucha company, but they're they're a Barcelona-based company, um, small scale. But they allowed Good Culture to host the workshop from their microbrewery. Um, so it was classroom based, but we got to see um, not a brewery in action, but we got to see the kind of layout of, of their brewery to a certain extent, which um, kind of helped with logistics of, of the order of things. Um, so, yeah, um, it's a good resource for people, the, the good culture, because they run workshops throughout the year um, in Berlin. And, yeah, they did the one in Barcelona. I think they've done one in London as well. Um, and it's just about making that jump from, yeah, small scale to, to, to yeah. scaling up, basically. And uh, it's, very, it's more practical in terms of, you know, the equipment and also a lot of the, the kind of the tough stuff, the chemistry and the, you know, the kind of the stuff that, you, you know, it's hard to kind of get straight answers on when you're doing your research online because everyone's got a different school of thought. And um, it, just, it just kind of gave you a little bit of confidence and also the sort of nudge to, to take the plunge if, if you thought you were ready. So, um, yeah, they're, they're great guys. Um, yeah. They really helped us anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I see that, uh, and I should let people know who are listening to this, the reason that I'm in curious about kombucha companies in this part of northwest England is I grew up down the road from you in a, a town called Crew, sure. Cheshire, and you live in Congleton, which is in Cheshire, but your brewery is across the borders in uh, Staffordshire, in a town called Leek, which is like the vegetable, L-E-E-K, for those who don't know the English geography, not like a leaking pipe. And uh, <laughs> yeah. you're, on the edge of the, you're on the edge of the Peak District where it's known for very pure water, right? In fact, the town of Buxton up the road from you, I think they, they sell a brand of spring water, don't they? Buxton water. Um, yeah, I'm, actually, I'm, really glad, I'm really happy that you mentioned that, Ian, because one of the reasons that we chose to brew in Leek is it's kind of like the, the underdog to, to Buxton. So um, down the road in, in Macclesfield, which you'll probably know is, is quite, quite close to where we live in Congleton, that's very famous for its, um, well, it was very famous for its silk production back in the day. And they used to ship on the Manchester Shipping Canal the silk from Macclesfield to Leek because the water quality was really good for the dye to actually colour the silk. So... Um, yeah, the quality of water it, it, it's you know slightly different to brewing in a city or something like that. You've really got some some really beautiful natural natural product there. That is obviously the main component of your kombucha comes from comes from water with, with, with the brewing of tea. So um, so yeah, we're really happy that, that we, we sort of found ourselves there. And you know, it's it's not far from from where we are. And it's also Staffordshire really embraces its local produce too. So it kind of benefited us when we went out and started handing out our samples to, to local small businesses in Leeds, especially because, you know, they really are proud of, of their local heritage and, and the produce that comes out of Leeds as well. So, yeah, it's a good move. Yeah, so you brew with the, the city water supply, so to speak, then. You, you don't have a well in the backyard or anything if you're facilitating. <laughs> no, we don't have a well. Uh, we, do, we still filter the water that comes in just to uh, rid of any, any impurities. Uh, we're obviously brewing in a... Um, a reasonably old unit which we've um, renovated to, to suit our needs but yeah we still filter it coming in but the, the source is, is from from the leak water supply so yeah yeah and now you also I saw on your website you you really um, 
sourcing your, your, your supplies locally because um, I've not heard of this having left England many years ago, but there's a, a looks like a, a major vendor of the tea. It's called the Cheshire Tea Company in Macclesfield. And that's, is that where you get all your uh, teas for the kombucha brew? Yeah, that's right. So we really wanted to support, I, I mean, I believe that we're stronger together with businesses and you, you, you can complement one another rather than be, be in competition or working against each other or, or whatever. So for us, it was really important to find a tea company that was, was local and also, you know, had a bit of soul behind it. Um, and, with, and with the Cheshire Tea Company, they actually uh, are based in Macclesfield, which is kind of a triangle between Leek, Congleton, where we live, and Macclesfield is kind of equidistant to one another. So it just kind of made sense for us to go with those guys. And, and their tea's great. It's, it's great taste award-winning. Um, the black tea that we use for our brew, partly, is great taste award-winning. So, yeah, they just sort of spoke out to us, and, and uh, you know, we've got a good relationship with them too. So, um, yeah, it's working well for now. It's great. Right, right. And I have to ask you then, uh, you kind of started your company about a year ago, uh, a little over a year ago, yeah. it looks like. Um, but obviously, this year has been very challenging. How are you? How, how, how have you been surviving with the coronavirus, COVID nineteen lockdown, and so on? What what kind of um, effect has that had on your business, and that, what kind of responses yeah. have you made? Well, um, firstly, sending lots of uh, lots of good vibes to all the other um, small businesses, especially in the kombucha sector that are, are getting through these times, but. Um, for us, like most brands, I'm sure our our stock is closed, so um, straight up it kind of happened overnight. Um, we've got one uh, supplier in the Northern Quarter in Manchester who has who stayed open throughout as a takeaway, so they've kind of um, been taking a decent amount of kombucha off us since since March, which has been it's been great to still sort of connect with them. Um, but we, what we decided to do, um, Ian, is we, we pretty much like paused production at our microbrewery um, and kind of focused our energy on just doing some microbrews and experimenting with different tea blends from the Chester Tea Company. And um, one of those experiments have actually sort of come to fruition, and we've kept that now in our sort of revised recipe as part of our product development. So it's been quite nice to have a little bit of time to do that because before we just felt like we were chasing our tail and not really having time to, to play around. Um, we've also used the time to really like nurture our, our starter and kept that um, coming along nicely and, and, and really focusing on, on the sort of the strength and the, the culture in that. And also obviously changing um, from bare kombucha to laid kombucha is, is a bit of a process so we've been able to take some time uh, there as well. But um, the main thing that's kind of come out of it for us is, is prior to, to lockdown, we were starting to try and figure out ways that we could distribute our kombucha, um, not just by bottle um, as we were doing before. So um, on a slight sidestep, uh, our sister business, which is uh, a vegan and vegetarian food company that I own called Goody Box. My name's Steph Goody, so it's called Goody Box. Um, and I'm based at Altrincham Market in Manchester there. And... Before Christmas, they offered me to open a full kitchen with them in another location, actually in Macclesfield. Um, that was supposed to open in Easter, and it was always going to be our intention to use that Goody Box food platform to debut kombucha on tap, as it was something we were really interested in, in experimenting with. 
And due to COVID-19, the manufacturer of that kitchen in Macclesfield has been, has been stopped, essentially. But we'd already bought the equipment to serve the kombucha on kegs from that location. So we were fortunate enough that we contacted Altingham Market, where my other business is, is based but not actually trading at the moment. And we asked them if they'd be interested in us using the kegerator, the equipment to serve the kombucha on kegs there at the moment because they're using that market as kind of a farmer's market hub at, at, at the minute. And it, so it fits in really well with their kind of zero waste ethos and their loyalty to independent brands. So thankfully they were, they sort of welcomed us with open arms and we launched last week uh, selling our computer on keg there as, as a refill sort of station. So it's kind of been an interesting journey of, of kind of pausing and now sort of making sure we have enough to be able to continue serving there on tap at the minute so yeah it's been it's been a weird weird time but also great yeah. to be able to launch uh launch the keg the kegging system too so yeah it's it's pretty what really kind of what kind of um business were you what kind of foot traffic was there at altering the market and you last weekend i think you were there both saturday and sunday right yeah, were Friday many people coming by yeah it's it's great there's that they they only open at the minute uh, Tuesday, so I was there today, uh, Friday and Saturday, and it's 8 a.m. till 1 p.m. And there's, um, they obviously operate on a sort of a one-in, one-out system, and it's, um, yeah, there's fruit and veg, uh, meat, fishmonger, cheese, bread, and it's all artisan local companies, so we just slot in there quite nicely. But um, there's a queue along the street all day um, at Altrincham to get in there to, to do your shopping. So um, the footfall has been consistent. It doesn't feel busy because obviously there's not a lot of people in there at one time due to the current situation. But the feedback we had uh, was more well, was fantastic. Um, but the actual customer sort of balance felt uh, more than than what we were expecting because we didn't really advertise. We were just going to see how it went this weekend. So um, yeah, it, it was great. So we're hoping to see people return with their bottles that they bought from us and, and refill on Friday and Saturday this week. So. Uh, yeah. So that, that raises a question for me, Steph. In, um, you know, in the region you're in, in the Northwest, I know there's a, I've already done a profile of Mark uh, with Brew Loker in Manchester, Sun Boots yeah. News. I've had a guest, yeah. guest posting from Ombucha in Wilmslow. I've seen there's companies, Kombucha uh, Brewers starting up in Hazel Grove, and then of course down in Birmingham and places. But <coughs> what, um, what kind of level of awareness is there? Because obviously here in California, um, even where, you know, GT Days started back in the 1990s, yeah. you, still, you still only get like, say, 20% of all households have even tried kombucha. I mean, do people in the Northwest are aware of it? Or do you have to, are you continually like explaining, it, you know, tastes a little vinegary or it's a bit like, cider or what kind of response do you get and what kind of um, education are you doing? Sure. Um, interestingly enough, um, since uh, the lockdown began in March, we've had a lot more traffic through our website with people ordering online to have it delivered to their houses in packs of six or packs of 12. Um, and also people contacting us for, um, for SCOBYs and starter liquids and things like that so that they can brew at home, which we fully support and really encourage people to do and, and, and play around at home and also to, to get, because by doing that you gain an understanding of it and you, you kind of gain a bit of a passion and you tell your friends and it therefore spreads the, 
the good word of kombucha, which is the whole aim of, of well, for us, it, it, it's, it's our biggest aim. So um, it's been, I, I don't know if it's because people have a bit more time on their hands to, maybe they've always wanted to brew kombucha but never found the time, and now they're kind of, you know, taking up new hobbies or interests, especially in their health or, and what they're eating, what they're drinking. And I think people maybe are consuming alcohol a little bit more than usual. So they're trying to offset that by having a non-alcoholic option. So in actual fact, we've had, we have more sales to the website in the last two months than we have ever. So that, that's kind of a, a go figure kind of, I don't know, statement, I guess. But in terms of educating people at the market, and I know, I know what you mean with the Northwest, and that's it's one of the issues that we're finding with pegging is we'd really like to move forward with that because it, it's not a big thing up here. I don't know of anybody else, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't know of anyone in the Northwest that is selling kombucha on tap in the way that we are at the moment. But obviously in London, in the state, in Australia, it's much more common. But I found the good thing with Altingham is the type of people that it kind of attracts are people that are interested in in health and local businesses and supporting small brands. So for us, it's quite easy to kind of transcend that and, and there's like an automatic interest straight away in anything new. Um, and But it is, I think it's, it is being patient as well. And, you know, not everybody, like you say, comes by and just know what kombucha is. But then I had a customer on Saturday who'd been drinking kombucha for 20 years and brews it at home and beeline to us straight away and knew who, who we were, what we were doing. So it really is, it goes from one extreme to the other. You get the odd person who has absolutely no idea and, and, you know, you're kind of sort of explaining the benefits and, and giving them tasters and, and going through the process with them. And then you have the next minute you'll have someone who's been a seasoned kombucha drinker and they can't wait to, to take them home. So it is a mixed bag, to be honest with you, in, in my, in my yeah. opinion. But it is, it is um, it's, it's, I don't want to say it's slow because that sounds kind of negative, but it is... Um, it's the same with me selling, because my other brand does, does vegan food, and at the market I'm next to kind of a slow-cooked, kind of hearty, meaty stall. And it, they're always going to be a little bit busier than I am, well, not all the time, but occasionally, because people know what that is. So it's really easy for them to just migrate there and go and get some, some fries or some slow-cooked meat or some stew or whatever. But vegan food, even in the UK, although it's come on leaps and bounds, it's, it's still people don't always know what it is. So if you're selling, for example, like tempeh or jackfruit, it's a product that people go, well, I don't know what that is. So straight away you have to kind of cross that barrier to, to get them to try it or to get them to buy from you. And I feel that it kind of mirrors over with kombucha. You know, if I was selling craft beer or craft ale, well, everybody knows what that is. So it's really easy for people to relate to that. But with kombucha, yeah, you have to kind of get, take that first sort of step in kind of entice people does that make sense Do you know what i'm saying yeah like it's a good person but um yeah i've definitely experienced it with the vegan movement as well it's just kind of getting people around to it and once they've tried it they, they, they love it so yeah um, yeah no, i i think you're that's very much um i'm a big um, fan of draft kombucha or kombucha on tap um and i think it is more probably uh well it's unique obviously as you say i mean i know Brew Loka just sell bottles, and probably the others are either bottles or cans um, in that region. Um, and then the national brands you'll find in Sainsbury's, of course, are just bottles and cans. But, um, mm -hmm. you know, I think Britain and England and Britain as a whole is more uniquely um, positioned 
for draft kombucha. It's not a big thing in the States. You get a few cafes, but for instance, you know, when coronavirus eventually recedes and the pubs reopen, there's a huge tradition, obviously, in Britain of draft beer. Um, yeah. And um, you could fit in quite well with that. I visited um, a left field kombucha up in Berwick on Tweed. And uh, yeah, they yeah. have, yeah, they, they've installed some of their <clears throat> uh, taps in local cafes and pubs. And it's a great low alcohol, non alcohol alternative as more and more people are, you know, uh, looking for alternatives to the classic kind of night out on the town where they just drink beer. Um, what about yeah. the future? I mean, just, just in closing then, what, where do you see yourself, say, a year from now um, with, your, uh, with your business? Well, we're not quite where we thought we would be because of, because of the pandemic, but, we are, but then I guess if it hadn't have happened, then maybe we wouldn't have got the kegs going right now. So it's, um, we've kind of moved forward in a bit of a, a leap in the last seven days. So for us, we see our, our kombucha business, we would love to really push the kegging because for us, it has less impact on the environment. We don't have to buy the bottles which come wrapped in loads of plastic and come with loads of cardboard and padding. We don't have to print the labels. We don't have to buy the caps. We don't have to buy the plastic seal, which which the the tamper proof for the bottles. So there's a lot less kind of waste that goes alongside kegging, which is quite attractive to us. Um, and we also feel the same as what you just said, Ben. I think. I, I really do believe that kombucha can, can stand out on tap and, and stand proud amongst the, the beers and, and the wines that are on offer in, in, in bars and, uh, and be there as a non-alcoholic alternative. Um, we're obviously still going to keep producing in bottles because we love supplying to, to our shops and farmers markets and things like that in that way. Um, but we would really like to see an increase in, in interest in tagging. And um, I think the, the other thing I really like about tagging, so I sort of sidestep again, is that um, I was chatting to someone today and we were sort of talking about kombucha cocktails, which again kind of steps away from the non-alcoholic concept, but by having it on tap also allows you to be creative there too and not having to open a full bottle, you know, to just use half of it in an interesting cocktail sort of concoction that you know, some people have got real great imagination with, which I'm not a cocktail expert by any stretch of the imagination, but by having it on tap, you've kind of got that flexibility there as well to use it with different drinks, different spirits, different mixes to kind of create another drink which is quite exciting too so um yeah i mean for us that's kind of the direction that we're going in and uh and we're hoping to to roll that out in the next few months and once my kitchen gets opened in macclesfield as well with our sister business goodie box we'll have the kombucha there on tap so if it works at Altingham and it works at goodie box you know in six months that might be two locations that have it on on tap and hopefully raise more awareness and a bit more hype about it too so yeah that, that's that's sort of where we are yeah. Well, it's been great to hear from you, and uh, hopefully um, I'll be free to travel to Britain. I've got, so I've got family over there, and um, come by and check out, uh, uh, visit um, uh, Leek, and uh, maybe uh, see how you're doing. Uh, it probably won't be this year, but uh, it's been great with talking with you, Steph. Yeah, it would be amazing. I mean, hopefully that would be great to see in the future, and thanks so much for supporting and for allowing you know small independents like like us sort of to have a voice and to to share our story it's really great ian thank you you're welcome thanks for listening to booch news 
For more about kombucha, please visit boochnews.com.